over that Gator victory last week in Tennessee. I was listening to some people in Gainesville talk about it. It might have been the greatest play ever to happen in the history of the Swamp. And I don't think you can argue with that. So we're going to tap those kegs. We're going to give you a few picks for Week 5, but we got to start off with that Gator play, Bandit. That's right. That's right, Smokey. I, uh, I was at the game. Uh, Bandit and Mrs. Bandit were cheering at the Swamp. Um, I think you said it was at Tennessee earlier, but it was definitely in the swamp, and it was the magic in the swamp. And I got to tell you, it's a complete collapse by Tennessee. I actually got to give some of the credit to Butch Jones just absolutely blowing the end of that game. It was horrific. You know what's been worse than any pick I've ever made on the podcast? What was that? My text at halftime where I texted you, do you believe people actually would pay to see this in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing that. And then I got to see the text after the game. Hey, man, I take it back. That was one of the best Gator games in the last five years. It was, it was. So what do you think with the people in Gainesville? Is that the greatest play to happen in the history of the Swamp? No, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's the greatest play in the history of the Swamp. I do remember a Florida State game where I think it might have been Lawrence Wright caught the interception to seal that game, and it was at the end of the game, and the whole place just went crazy. It's approximately like 95, 96-ish probably. Um, it'd have to be 95 now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, I think that was the loudest I've heard the Swamp. But, man, I can tell you it was almost like the Marshawn Lynch run, uh, the the beast quake, when Callaway's going down the sideline. It was absolutely erupting in the stadium. Now that I think about it, I think the greatest play that I ever saw in the swamp, I think it was Lott. Uh, what was his first name? Ronnie Lott's nephew who ran back a 90-yard interception return against Peyton Manning at Peyton Manning's last game in the swamp. Yeah, that, that would have been uh, 97 probably, and uh, I think that's Anthone Lot. Yeah, no, it would have been 99. It, it was, I think it was pretty I – thought, I thought it was Peyton Manning's last game. Anyway, it was that was the greatest play I ever saw live in the Swamp. But what do we got going on this week? All right, well, we got a bunch of games, and I'll, I'm going to – I got to talk a little bit about last week. You know, we skip over that when we have a horrible week, but this is two weeks in a row where we both picked really well against the spread. Uh, uh, you know, Smokey, you did pretty well. You went 10-7. and seven. Uh, But you missed your lock. Got to say that. I don't, I don't know what we need to do for that, but there's got to be something out there. It was only by a half a point or a point and a half that I missed it by. <laughs> I know, I know. But, I mean, close doesn't count in, uh, in spreads, man. You could be a point and a half off or 17 points off. The bookie doesn't care. <laughs> That's true. It could be why I only have nine fingers this week. That could be. That could be. So maybe that's what you did, okay? So you chopped off a finger. So that, that, that does what you got to do for the lock. Um, uh, I did really well. I went 13-4. Uh, and four. That's so amazing. That's pretty solid. I'm pretty happy about that. That, that. that is a spectacular week. Now, going 13-4 and four on the pod, how much did you take home with you? I took home zero with me. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. 
I went and took 12 teams, meaning to put it in a progressive, would have paid 10 times my bet, and I parlayed it for essentially 2,400 times my bet. You know what we call that? An idiot play. No, the boner of the week. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, that's right, that's right. The bandit betting a 12-team parlay, which is basically like a lottery ticket instead of his progressive, and costing him uh, a nice chunk of change. But um, probably not going to make that mistake this week, and hopefully we'll get some picks right. So let's start with the game tonight. Uh, Do you know what the game is tonight? It's going to start here, you know, about the same time the podcast is airing. Uh, Do you know who's playing? Uh, By the weather outside, is it the Hurricanes? It is the Hurricanes, that's right. There's hurricane weather, and uh, they're playing at Cincinnati, and the Hurricanes are a a six-and-a-half point favorite, although the line may have moved since uh, I took it and sent those around. Uh, But who do you like at six-and-a-half? At six-and-a-half with the weather being hurricane, and didn't Cincinnati get pummeled or lose to somebody pretty bad last week or the week before? They lost to Memphis, which I, I don't consider to be no. a, a good loss in any in, in any situation unless it's basketball. Yeah, yeah, I'll give them that. I'm going to take Miami minus the six-and-a-half. All right, I agree with you there, too. Uh, you know, Miami pretty much dominated Nebraska uh, and then let them completely back in the game and blew a 23-point lead. Uh, but I like them. I like the Hurricanes at, at Cincinnati uh, tonight. Um, all right, so then we've got a uh, get back into the Saturday games. We're going to skip the Friday games. we got a uh, nothing game, but I like the spread. Purdue at Michigan State. Michigan State at 22.5-point favorite. Who you like here? Yeah, I'd be curious to know how often Michigan State covers, but Purdue, that be some bad football. I'm going to take Michigan State to cover this one. Okay, I, I agree with you. That's two in a row that we agree on. There's no looking ahead for Michigan State because next week they got Rutgers. So there, there's, there's definitely there's in kind of the, the cruise uh, section of their uh, schedule. So I like them to cover the, the 22 and a half. They should win this game by, by probably over 30. Rutgers with um, the quantum leap guy at quarterback. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's the soon-to-be-not-named uh, program <laughs> on double-secret and triple-secret probation. Um, all right. So then we've got another noon game here. And we've got uh, Minnesota at Northwestern. Northwestern's a four-point favorite. Uh, Kind of a close game. Who do you like? I was in on Minnesota earlier this year, but after the loss last week, I'm going Northwestern to cover this game easily. Yeah, I kind of like Northwestern here, too. And uh, I'll tell you what, I haven't locked in a lock of the week, and I'm thinking about doing it here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save a lot of the week for a, for a bigger game. Um, although this is a big game for Northwestern, you know, they, they have a tough part of their schedule coming up where they got to play Michigan State, and I think they have Michigan as well. But the Duke win by Northwestern looks pretty good because Duke pretty much handled Georgia Tech last week. So I think Northwestern's a better program than we You know what we say about Georgia Tech? Uh, with the Triple Indy? No, they're not who we thought they were. They are not who we thought they were. Uh, We don't have them on the podcast this week, but just for anybody who's looking at Georgia Tech, they are not as good as we think they are. And um, and so I I agree with you. That's uh, three in a row we agree on. I'm taking Northwestern as well. All right, so now we go uh, into the Big 12. And we talked about West Virginia being in the – did you say they were in the Big East like last podcast? I'm pretty sure. Okay, there there is no more Big East. I'm pretty sure, or it's become like an, some other type of conference. They've all been absorbed by other teams, and I'm pretty sure they're in the Big Twelve. 
Uh, but anyway, West Virginia goes to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is a seven-point favorite. Uh, who do you like here? Yeah, this I thought about locking this one up, but I like something a little bit more than this. I think Oklahoma, this spread seemed low to me. Um, I think Oklahoma covers this game pretty easily. Okay, well, I, I'm going to disagree with you here, and um, you know, I've got some, I've got some friends that that, that uh, call into the podcast, or at least send us some uh, uh, some ideas and some and some feedback. And you know, I've been following West Virginia a little closely, and, and I think they're a better team than people take them credit, or the people give them credit. Uh, Oklahoma, frankly, that Tennessee victory is not looking as good as, as it did in the past. And his complete collapse by Tennessee. We'll get to Florida's game as well, but I like West Virginia in the points here. I think they win this game outright. Are you saying Tennessee has a history of collapsing? They do, especially this year under Butch Jones. He absolutely plays uh, it safe all the time. He doesn't take any risks. I'd like to see the stats on uh, fake punts or anything. Uh, he sits on leads. He gets very conservative. And they blow leads you know, the entire time. You know what I learned this past weekend? What is that? If you're named Butch, you'll probably be a good train robber, but a bad football coach. <laughs> That's right. And he's a very bad football Butch coach. Davis, Butch Jones. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of good Butches out there. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, I, I disagree with you on this one. Um, I, I don't put much stock in the Oklahoma-Tennessee win. I think West Virginia uh, can, win, uh, can win this game, so I like them getting points. Um, all right, so we talked about my man crush with uh, C.J. Beathard uh, at Iowa. Iowa goes to Wisconsin, Wisconsin seven-point favorite. Who you like? Your man crush is going to get smoked. The game's at Wisconsin. I would consider taking Iowa and some points if this game was at Iowa, but Wisconsin is a different team at home. I think Wisconsin covers this game easily. Okay, I completely agree with you. I've got Wisconsin in this game. The man crush is not going to overcome the seven points. Wisconsin should win this one by a couple touchdowns, and I'm going to make this one my lock of the week. Ooh, locking up Iowa, huh? I'm locking up Wisconsin. Okay, I was just trying to fool you there. Okay, okay, trying to trying to get me a switch, but we agree on that one. Um, all right, so a team uh, that is, I don't know, improving, not improving. Maybe you can explain it. I, I I've got Texas at TCU, and TCU is a 15 point favorite. What do you think about this one? You're not saying Texas is the team that's improving, are you? That's what I'm trying to figure out. If you could figure out which team. Are they improving, Texas? No. Texas is... Charlie Strong is firing up the printer to get that resume ready because he'd be done at Texas. Uh, Tech is starting to look good, man. I uh, I, th- I loved that game last weekend uh, there against the, uh, what was it, TCU? I think uh, Tech covers this game pretty easily. That's okay, well, I, uh, I, I am going to disagree with you, and that's just because I've been fading TCU the entire season, and it's been working out for me. I am uh, going to keep taking teams uh, that are playing against TCU. I like the 15 points. The fact is, is that Texas knows how to lose close games, so I think they'll lose a close one here. And uh, I think they'll give a little bit of a scare to TCU, but I've been fading TCU the entire season. I'm going to keep that until they prove me otherwise, so I'm going to take Texas in the point. Has Texas won a game in the state of Texas yet this season? Um, yeah, they won one against Rice. Oh. But which is a big powerhouse. Major powerhouse. Name one Rice football alumni. Um, you boy. Uh, Jerry Rice? No, that doesn't <laughs> work. Um, I'll tell you what. 
they only won that game by 14 against Rice. So if, if you think TCU's better than Rice, or I don't know, actually it would have to go the other way. But at the same time, uh, the loss against Notre Dame looks horrible. I mean, at the beginning of the season, that really exposed Texas, and they really haven't. They, they, they've lost some close games, though. So they lost combined four points the last two games. Yeah, I, I think TCU just steps on their neck and throttles them. Okay, I think TCU is going to drop a game here somewhere against someone they're not supposed to. I think their defense looks suspect, and uh, I think Texas, I just like them getting the points. Um, speaking of two suspect teams, the next one, we start getting into SEC uh, play here. We're looking at South Carolina at Missouri. Interesting spread. Missouri, a three-and-a-half point favorite. What do you think about this one? <laughs> Do you think there'll be a touchdown scored in this game? Um, yeah, yeah, there'll be a touchdown scored. I'm betting that Missouri's going to score that touchdown. South Carolina just looks awful. Spurrier's hitting the golf course way too much. I'm going to take Mizizzo, even though they suck too, to cover the spread. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to take South Carolina. No real reason other than I think it's a close game and I'm taking the team getting the points. That's my only uh, criteria here. I think it's going to be close to the toss-up, so I take the team with the points. Uh, do you think that Spurrier's last year is this year in South Carolina? No. Okay, how many more years does he have? Mm, two. Two. So this year, maybe he improves next year, and then he got it, goes out with like a nine-win season? What do you think? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. All right. I, I don't disagree with you there. I think he's. I think he's got no more than three years left at counting this one at South Carolina. Has he won a SEC East title? I think he won one. I think he has one. I think he has one. Uh, one good year. Um, maybe they had Lattimore. Remember when they had that guy? Yeah. Uh, he never developed in the NFL. Yeah, he never developed either. Neither did Davion Clowney, but that's beside the point. Um but yeah, I uh, I think that he's probably done in South Carolina, and um, I'll tell you somebody that isn't done in the SEC and is probably just going to continue to rack up trophies, and that's Nick Saban in Alabama. Um, although this is, might be Georgia's year, um, Georgia's a favorite in this game at home, two point favorite. Who you like? I would love to see Alabama in the standings and an L two under the streak column. All right, so you're uh, you're taking uh, Al- you're taking Georgia in this game. I'm taking Georgia to cover this game because Alabama. This ain't the Alabama of last year or the year before or the year before or the year before. I'm taking uh, Georgia. They're looking uh, pretty good. Uh, I think Georgia. The game. The fact that the game's in the Georgia Dome. I'm thinking they're going to cover this game. Okay. Well, I, I think that the interesting thing that everybody keeps talking about this week is that this is the first time that Alabama is an underdog. Since do you know which game? Have you heard this? I think I heard like 2009 uh, against Florida in the SEC championship. Yeah, and, and Tebow they won that game. They beat. Uh, they beat. I think uh, was that we had Tebow at that point in time. Right? Yeah, in yeah. Or no? Yeah, it was Tebow. Yeah, we we lost in the SEC championship, or the Florida Gators lost in the SEC championship to Alabama. I think. I think you're right. I think. Did you say four point favorite we were or something like that? No, I didn't say how many points it was. I don't remember. Four sounds about right. Yeah, something like four. They wound up and uh, beat us pretty good, had a really good defensive game plan for us. I think that they're using this as bulletin board material, and I think Saban, if there's anybody out there that can figure out how to spin this, you know, he's kind of got that Belichick kind of grumbling. He, you know, you do a great 
Saban impression, so let me hear a little bit of it. Uh, the fact uh, we're just looking forward to uh, Georgia, and that's all we're concentrating on this week, and uh, uh, we don't really pay attention to the spreads. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. So he's saying to the press. In the locker room, I bet you he's saying, nobody fucking, be- I'm sorry, nobody believes in you, and you, nobody thinks that you're going to win, so you guys are a bunch of chumps as far as the rest of the country is concerned. You know, I know that he's doing something behind closed doors to get this team motivated, so I disagree with you here. I'm going to take Alabama and the two points to win this game. It's a good thing Oscar Meyer is not coaching Alabama because he might start having some heart conditions. That's right. He might he might have to uh, start looking at his doctor and maybe taking. Here's a question for you: How can Oscar Meyer have heart conditions when he doesn't have a heart? <laughs> oh God, that is a good question for the fans. So why don't you go ahead and give them our uh, our uh, Twitter handle and the uh, email address? We want to know how can Oscar, also AKA Urban Meyer have heart conditions if you can't have a heart. And you can email us in at smokeyandthebanditcfb at yahoo.com or tweet us in smokeybanditcfb on the Twitter there and uh, keep it under 140 characters or we won't get it. All right, hashtag Oscar Meyer 10 Man is what that is. He has no heart per the uh, per Smokey over there. And that's perfect timing because the next game we have on the list is Ohio State traveling to Indiana, and Ohio State's a 21-point favorite. Uh, what's the 10-man going to do in this one? Is he going to uh, cover or, or, or not? That's interesting, because didn't, didn't Wizard of Oz take place in Indiana? Uh, Kansas. Damn, that would have been too perfect. Uh, I probably haven't seen Wizard of Oz since I was four. I'm still going to take Ohio State to cover, even with their quarterback problems. Indiana is some kind of awful, and... Uh, Ohio State, they're going to have to cover one of these weeks. Yeah, I don't remember Indiana ever being good. I remember them having an offense at some point in time. But, yeah, you're right. It's only a matter of time before Ohio State covers. They keep dropping the line and dropping the line and dropping the line against these middling opponents for Ohio State. This is probably the week that they cover, so I agree with you there. They were good when Bobby Knight coached them. They that, That's right. That's right. He was throwing chairs all over the court. Yeah. And they were playing on the court because, yeah, their basketball team with Isaiah Thomas was very good. But um, in football, not so much. Um, all right, so we've got Texas Tech traveling to Baylor in the next game. And Baylor is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Texas Tech, the coach has got people believing. What do you think? <laughs> Who did we talk about earlier? I thought we talked about Texas Tech already. I know we did TCU. No, we, went, we did Texas and TCU. So oh, we okay. talked about three Texas teams so far. Yeah, Baylor and Boykin, right? Uh, Baylor, no, Boykin is on TCU. Did he get traded? No, he didn't get traded. Okay. He didn't transfer, he didn't get traded. I had the Baylor quarterback last week in uh, DraftKings, and I still somehow managed to lose, and he put up like 36 points. Baylor, Tech, oh, God, this is a tough one. This is, what's the spread, 16 or 15? 16 and a half. It's a, it's a decent amount of points. It's not a ton. Tech's offense could stay there with them. I'm going to take Tech in the points. I think it's probably a 10 to 12 uh, point victory. I'm going to take Tech in the points. Uh, I agree with you here. I like uh, Kingsbury, a.k.a. Ryan Gosling. Uh, he's a complete doppelganger. Uh, I think this is the year of the Kingsbury. And uh, I've got Baylor on upset alert, just like I had CCU on upset alert. Speak- both of those teams are going to lo- lose at some point. 
could be this week. I like I love Texas Tech getting the sixteen and a half. Thought about making it my lock. Speaking of doppelgangers, I was told earlier today that I was a dead ringer for Brad Pitt. Oh man, that's like so close. If I <laughs> ate him, <laughs> was was the uh, who told you that? Uh, my guy, my dog. Oh, okay, okay, your dog. He he he, he speaks to you. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, all right. So the Florida Gators coming off the huge win get no rest because now they get to host Ole Miss. So Florida, uh, Ole Miss is a seven and a half point favorite. Who are you like in this game? I hate to do it, I'm, g- but a wise man once told me never bet on the Gators, so I'm gonna have to take Mississippi and uh, minus the seven and a half. Yeah, the the. the the, uh, the front four for Ole Miss is going to give problems to the uh, offensive line of the Gators. And they really, you know, Will Greer is for a freshman playing very well. But, man, this is a game we lose by, like, 14 points. I'm just, I mean, the Gators are just going to lose this game by about 14. Um, I like Ole Miss to cover the 7.5 as well. The Gator magic, you know, I, I hope that it keeps going in the swamp, but I really think it runs out this week. How many fourth downs do the Gators convert in this game? Because we know we can't convert a third down. That's right. Well, I think to uh, to cover the spread, I think we'd have to uh, another five fourth downs, like just just like last week at Tennessee, or yeah. I'm sorry, against Tennessee. Yeah, we'll see. Now, I, I think it's going to be an ugly game in the swamp, and uh, game might 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 be over by halftime, early third quarter. Yeah, it's completely possible. Um, okay, so the other team uh, that was part of the Swamp Magic, uh, Tennessee, hosts uh, a, a program that really is just in shambles at Arkansas. Uh, Tennessee's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like here? Well, let's think how Butch could screw this one up. It's Arkansas. They're, 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 they're like so bad. They're like Big East when you said there is no Big East anymore. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover this game at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking that I, I, I had Tennessee this week, and then I just keep thinking. I, I mean, at some point, Tennessee's players are – I mean, Dobbs looked pretty good in the game against Florida, and that's a decent Florida defense. I think he can probably manage this game against Arkansas. Arkansas has just been absolutely destroyed. Their defense does not look very good. It's being run all over. Um, I like Tennessee as well here to cover the six and a half. Here's my prediction on this game. Yes. As long as Dobbs is not the Volunteers' leading wide receiver, they cover the spread. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, he had to catch like a 50-yard bomb against the Gators. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, you know, Dobbs and Jalen Hurd should have big games. And I like Tennessee to control it. Hopefully, Butch. Uh, I keep saying Butch Davis, but Butch Jones won't uh, blow the game for him because I do think they'll have a lead in this game. Jalen Hurd was another guy I had in DraftKings last week. Put up two touchdowns. I still can't figure out how I lost in a fifty-fifty con- contest. I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, yeah, evidently, you're not picking. I guess those are your top spots. Did you have people to put up goose eggs? No, I had a monster week. Um, put up like one forty and. Uh, I, I I couldn't believe I couldn't I couldn't finish in the top fifty. You got to think softer contest. The problem is that people are listening to things like our podcast and they're getting tips on who to take. And I got to tell you, the competition's a lot tougher out there on DraftKings than it was last year. So I, I agree with you there too. Um, sticking in the SEC, we just kind of got a nice little run of SEC games here. We got Mississippi State at Texas A and M. 
Um, I think I know which way you're going on this. Uh, Texas A&M is a seven-point favorite. Who you got? I got A&M. I mean, uh, Mississippi State doesn't have the magic of last year. Uh, what's their quarterback's name? I always forget it. Dak Prescott. Yeah. he's. I don't even think he's in the Heisman consideration. Well, the guy running back at uh, LSU is running away with the Heisman. Uh, yeah, Fournette is absolutely run away with it, yes. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, A&M to, to cover this game, probably win by 10. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to take Mississippi State. Um, I've been down on A&M. You've been telling me that they're great. Maybe the, this is the, the game that that uh, proves me wrong. I look at both these programs, and I think the teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, I think Prescott gives you some pretty good decision-making at quarterback. I think that he's he's been in a lot of big games. I like it to stay close, and in close games, I always like the team getting the points, so I'm going to take Mississippi State. Um, all right, so we got a couple more games. I want to finish on a big game. we got about five more to go here. we got Arizona State at UCLA. I think I know which way you're going on this one, too. Uh, UCLA, 14-point favorite. Who do you like? Yeah, that's a that's an awful lot of points. But the fact I was shocked that Arizona State got uh, lost to the USC the way they did last weekend. So I'm going to take me some Ukla to cover Ukla. That, that they got a Rosen, I think, Ro- Doctor Rosen, Rosen or whatever his name, freshman. <laughs> Rosen Penis, that's right. Rosen Penis at quarterback, and he's looking pretty good. Uh, you know, give him another year or so, maybe uh, they'll be a top five consideration. I'm going to take Ukla to cover here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that USC got out to a big lead there, uh, you know, in in the game against Arizona State, partly because of turnovers. They turned them into, like, 28 points, I think, in the first half. And, um, you know, I I think that Arizona State maybe has a bounce back here. Um, I'm not quite drinking the Ookla Kool-Aid yet, although, you know, Rosen... Rosen Rosen looks like he's he's probably the real real deal. That's all they needed to kind of make a good championship run. So um, I just think that Arizona State's going to bounce back, and it's a lot of points. So I'm going to take them plus 14. I'm going to take the 14 points in Arizona State. I was expecting Sarkeesian to drink that lead away last week, but it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. As long as they keep the liquor away from him on the sidelines, I think he'll be able to at least stumble his way through a season. Um all right, so uh, Michigan is going to Maryland, speaking of crazy head coaches, and uh, Harbaugh's got the Terrapins, and they are a 16-point favorite. Uh, who you like here? A lot of points on the road for Michigan. I think they've only had one game on the road so far, which they lost. Uh, was it Utah at the beginning of the year, I think? They, lose, they lost at Utah. Yeah, yeah, so Maryland, though... Uh, my uh, my fandom of uh, Bonnie Bernstein it still doesn't allow me to pick Maryland in this game. I'm gonna uh, my fandom of Boomer Esiason it doesn't allow me to pick Maryland. I'm gonna take the Fighting Jim Harbaugh's to uh, cover the big spread on the road. Yeah, I mean I gotta tell you this last last week I had a lock of the week and it was West Virginia hosting Maryland and um, I think the spread was like 17 and West Virginia won by 39. So I mean I, this is a team that plays a lot better at home than it does on the road. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they, they lost, uh, you know, uh, Bowling Green at home by, I guess, 21 or something like that. Certainly Michigan is as good as Bowling Green, and I, I do think that Michigan's gotten some quality wins or, or, or has played pretty well against some, some good opponents. So I'm going to take Michigan as well. I like them to cover the 16. Um, all right, so two more games. I'm going to save the big game where college game day is this week for the last one. 
the next to last, Oregon at Colorado. Oregon, an eight-point favorite. Who you like here? This is a very surprising spread. I know Oregon, uh, uh, they were uh, they got blown out last week, didn't they? Uh, wait, you're talking about Oregon? Yeah, they got blown out at home last week, didn't they? Yeah, they got blown out by a pretty darn good Utah team, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, but Colorado, I mean, I, I, I mean, what have they, when was the last time they were in the conversation when Michael Westbrook was catching Hail Marys? Yeah, yeah, from Cordell Stewart, if you remember who threw him the Hail Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you here. I like Oregon to cover. I think their two losses are against quality teams. Um, you know, Utah's quality team, Michigan State's quality team. I don't chalk too much up. I am surprised by the blowout. Uh, against Utah last week, but I do think that that's reflected in the spread, and that's why it's only eight points. So I like them to cover uh, the eight. All right, so the big game this week, it's basically like a pick em game, but I've got a one-point spread in it. we got Notre Dame traveling to Clemson. Clemson's a one-point favorite. Who do you like? Well, first I have to backtrack and do my lock of the week. I <laughs> I forgot to lock them in. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't lock it in, so you got to lock it in this game. you got to lock in the Pick'em Notre Dame-Clemson game. No, I'm, ba- I'm going back in time, man. I'm going to I'm gonna lock in. Uh, you're getting in the DeLorean, and you're going back in time. Exactly. Right. I'm locking me in some Northwestern. All right, you're locking in Northwestern. I almost locked in Northwestern, actually, so I'm going to write that down as the smoky lock. Uh, the bandit lock, just to remind the fans, was Wisconsin over Iowa uh, covering the seven points. Uh, now we get to the final game. College game day uh, will be at the game. We got Clemson, a one-point favorite. Who you like here? Let's not confuse fans with listeners. Just because they listen doesn't make them fans. But if they tweet us in, then they'll be considered fans. So there you go. This game, you know what I was doing? I'm guessing it's going to be the catchphrase, the smoky catchphrase of the podcast. I was flip-flopping more times than a fat man in a waterbed. I'm still flip-flopping. I'll tell you, this is a tough game, but I think the fat man is going to land on Notre Dame. Oh, okay. So in the final game here, we're going to disagree on this one. And this is the battle of Deshaun's, right? So we got Deshaun Kaiser against Deshaun Watson. And when you have two quarterbacks named Deshaun, I take the better Deshaun. And that Deshaun is Deshaun Watson. I think that he's going to have a monster game. I like Clemson to win big in this game. And I'm going to take them confidently to cover the one point. It's a great week. There's a lot of great games. Compared to last week where there weren't so many great games on the schedule, when you sent me the games, I, I was like, wow, the matchups this week are tremendous. The picks, hopefully, even better. And, uh, you know, fans, listeners, brothers in arms, let us know what you think. You could reach us at uh, CFB at yahoo.com or tweet us in at SmokeyBanditCFB. Any last words for you, Bandit? You know, you're right, man. The games are great this week. Uh, really, we've picked 17 games, and they're all, for the most part, pretty interesting games. At least have some interesting storylines. Great week in college football. Two weeks in a row, we've been rolling at a very high pick percentage. Let's make it a trifecta. Keep it three in a row. Keep the money rolling. And we're untapping that keg, and we're out. 5% power of will. 5% power of will.